Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season two of the podcast, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. And Lots beer. of beer. Lots of beer, JR. A hidden gem, no more. Enjoy one of the top stay and play packages in Manitoba at Oak Island Resort and Golf, just southwest of Brandon. Designed by one of the most prolific course architects in the country, you can enjoy over 6,600 yards of challenging and unforgettable golf amidst beautiful prairie wetlands and some of the best putting services on the planet. Once you put it out on 18, relax in one of the four fully equipped cabins on site while your hot dog or burger cooks on the BBQ. Or if camping is your thing, you can stay at one of the nearly 400 fully serviced sites. Book today by visiting oakislandmb.ca. Des and Andrea would love to see you down there and tell them 18 over par sent you and Mike and I will buy you around. That's oakislandmb.ca to book your stay and play package now or click on the link in our pod show notes. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by former Manitoba Junior Champ Jake Armstrong, who will be representing Team Canada at the upcoming World University Golf Championship in Italy. Super excited to bring this gentleman in. We were discussing uh, just uh, before we came on here, it might be our youngest guest on 18 over par. So uh, that's exciting. It kind of looks like Mike and I 15 years ago. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I just look at myself in the, in the zoom, zoom camera and I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> JR, you got to use the filter. It makes you look younger on zoom. <laughs> I got to find that one. <laughs> Is it extra? Does it cost extra? I don't oh, know. Yeah, I paid a hundred dollars for it. <laughs> And nobody even sees this video. <laughs> hey, I, I noticed. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Hey, thanks, Jay. <laughs> uh, or if you want, you can pay us on our OnlyFans and we will show you the video. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, OnlyFans uh. is for content creators, guys. It's not just for you know what. Anyways, um, we will uh, move on to uh, the real show here. We want to give a huge shout out to uh, Bryce Matlashewski. He's a member at St. Charles and maybe he'll even take you around for St. Charles uh, if you throw some money at him because he is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. You can also find his info in the show notes and excited about this too. Everyone loves a DQ cake, and you get yourself an 8-inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs, DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park and the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. And we want to give a shout-out as well. We played Southwood, so Mike and I had the chance with uh, John Big Yellow Scoops Hillary to play Southwood last night. Colin from Golf Tech on Pemina Highway took us out there. He coaches both... 
Hillary and myself, and he really helped Mike out. I think that was probably one of your best nine holes of your life. I know you hit some of the shots of your life. Right, right. <laughs> I think every shot was, wow, that's the best drop of your life. Wow, that's the best putt of your life. Wow, that's the best bunker shot of your life. So <laughs> it must have been the best back nine of my life. Uh, as maybe not on the on the scorecard, but certainly best nine experience of my life. It was, it was, uh, it was so special to me, Colin, Jordan, John, <laughs> Steeper. Southwood. Yeah, Steeper comped us the rounds because Colwyn didn't want to pay. So thank you so much, Steeper. We appreciate it. And you're going to be working with Jake, or at least you've uh, kind of worked out a deal because Jake, he's going to be going overseas. And so before you head out, you're going to get yourself in a little practice at uh, Southwood, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Steeper and the guys at Southwood were kind enough to let me practice there for uh, the months leading up to Italy. Uh, they, they know it's a big event. St. B, obviously, they don't have a range. They don't have the facility like Southwood does. And so Southwood was really, uh, really kind and let me go there for a couple months. And yeah, I've been making the most of that. And you were a member there before, correct? I was a member there for four years, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the fescue because it is something oh my this goodness. year. <laughs> it, yeah. I've, I've been, just been around there these past couple months. I've I've taken a look and I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, I am staying away from there. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a few years since you were a member there and they haven't cut the fescue once. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> just let it grow. But no, thanks again, uh, Southwood. Thanks again, Steeper. We uh, really appreciate it. So go check them out. Um, they got some uh, interesting stuff in the works and uh, keep it here on 18 over par. We may have something for you because they uh, are the hosts of the Manitoba Open this year. So just stay tuned. That's all we got to say. Just stay tuned. All right, let's get into it with you, Jake. We got to mention this right off the bat of the trophy case and the medals behind you over your right shoulder. I mean, that is something. So a quick story on my on myself. So when I moved out, um, when my wife and I bought a home, I brought my trophies with me, like my high school trophies. I had trophies since I was nine years old in there. She made me throw them out. And that's, that's fair. So you keep you keep a hold of those trophies and don't let, don't let anyone yet tell you to get rid of them. No one's touching those. I, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Them. <laughs> <laughs> so what's all? What is all up there? Are they all golf related, or is there some academic I, achievements? I think, I think there's in total 19 trophies for golf and one trophy for curling or one plaque. Oh, yeah. wow! Most improved player for curling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's pretty good. I don't have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at everything over there. The Canada West medals, um, golf Manitoba for the AM last year, the third place. Uh, eight MGT uh, trophies, uh, a couple of university uh, other ones, uh, Future Links, the Mantua Junior plaque I got beside me here. Yeah, well, might be my one. yeah, we'll touch on the Manitoba, the junior plaque, but uh, let's wind back the, the clock. So it's only a few years for you for when you got started in golf because you're so young. But how did you end up getting into this wonderful game of golf? Was it a parent or was it uh, a good babysitter? It, it was all my dad. Uh, he's he just uh, got me with those plastic clubs in the front yard when I was like two or three years old. And once I got to seven, eight years old, he would bring me out Friday evenings to St. Boniface and just let me whack around a golf ball there. He, uh, I'm actually a fourth generation at St. B. So my wow. great grandpa uh, played there and my, my grandparents both played there. My uncle, my dad, now I'm there. Uh, my brother was a member there for a few years. So a, a lot of, a lot of family history at St. B. So, I was fortunate enough to grow up there and 
for anyone to play that same P and been a member there, you just know like communities there. The community there is unreal. Everyone's so supportive. So I think growing up there, it's a, really helped me get into the game of golf. And it's kind of tucked away there too, or it's, you know, you, you don't think there's a yeah. golf course there until all of a sudden there's a golf course here. Yeah. Wow. There's a golf course here. Cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing out my BC buddies to the golf course where they're going to be wondering, where are we going? And yeah, just going to be middle of the city. All right. <laughs> yeah. No mountains, prairies. Suck oh, no. it up, boys. Here we go. But apparently it's in great, uh, great condition this year, right? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. St. Pete's done an incredible job. I, I was just telling JR, I, my dad has not seen the rough up thick in the 40 years he's been there and it is in great shape. The greens are pure. Fairies are perfect. It's just all around great shape. I love playing there. And so yeah, if anyone wants to get, go out for a round there, um, it's in great shape. One thing I got to mention about uh, St. Boniface is that beautiful patio. That's where I spend most of my time when I play St. Boniface. They got a nice, yeah. nice patio. Oh yeah. They just renovated it a few years ago and it's, it's pretty nice. I'm, I know a lot of people like to go there. I'm, I'm more of a putting green guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All my buddies will give me a heck cause they'll be having a few beers on the patio. I'm like, I'd rather go putt. <laughs> <laughs> a cheap date. We like it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to be. Yeah. Well, with, with Saint Pete, yeah, I may, I may be mistaking it with, no, actually I'm not mistaking with another course. Cause we were asked to not to come back to this other course one time, but we <laughs> did have a 100.7 Hank FM golf tournament at St. Boniface one year. And mm. it was the Hank FM Earl's golf tournament. Whoa. And uh, yeah, it got nuts, but uh, we'll just leave it at that. Let them go. We had a cart wash hole. Um, so, yeah, we just had Earl's girls and guys washing carts. Why? Because it was fun. You got to keep those like carts clean. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. Started keeping it clean. I wow. didn't even know I was like a thing. Like, I've been to a lot of different uh, tournaments where it's like for different companies. I've never heard of cart washing on a hole, though. Well, when uh, you have some Earl's folks involved, there's that's enough reason to do it. It there was actually go, my idea, though, as a perverted 19-year-old. Yeah. I was like, we should do this. And they're like, that's a great idea. Very creative, JR. Very creative. And before this gets too far off the rails, I just want to wind it back. I was going to say we made some money for charity, okay? Oh, so okay. Just there we go. go. <laughs> right. uh, charity, yeah. Everyone's charity. Shout out to the... Do it for the kids. Yeah, right? do it for the kids. Yeah, got to do it for the kids. All right, you go, you go, Mike. Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, you, you um, growing up at St. Boniface and golfing with your dad, did you, did you get any lessons as a youngster? I mean, kind of some guys just pick it up naturally and some guys or women, you know, pick it up uh, or get taught the game. Uh, I'd say a lot of work, working with different coaches. Uh, my dad did a great job, I think, with giving me the basic fundamentals. And then he'll even say, now he just stepped off because, he knew he wasn't, he, he, he was, he was a good junior golfer, but he, he didn't want to be like dad where he's going to be his kid's coach. He didn't want to do that. And so worked with a lot with different head pros. I think one of my dad's favorite stories is I was about 10, 11 years old at the winter golf school at St. B and we, uh, go on for a lesson. It's the, the head pro at the time looks at my swing, keep mind 10, 11 years old, says to my dad, looks good. <laughs> like, leaves it at that. My dad's like, oh, no. Yeah. That's not what Colin said to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Colin looked at him and was like, all right, let's tweak a few things here. <laughs> uh, just a 
yeah, working with a lot of different pros, uh, working more with the, uh, um, a lot with the DI, uh, past couple of years. And then just with the head coach out at UFE, um, working a lot with them now, but yeah, definitely growing up working with a few different head pros. And junior golf has kind of changed because you, I mean, you're fresh off, uh, what 2019 was your junior win and back playing. So I started when I was nine or 10 at tuxedo. Um, aside from banging balls around John Bloomberg, um, with my, my grandfather way back in the day. But I, I remember, you know, just going out, there wasn't a whole lot of tournaments. I don't even know if MJT was around. I don't know if there was any future links. Like I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure if there actually was that, but it seemed like the golf was very limited. Um, but there were a lot of junior golfers at the time, but there wasn't really a lot of those competitive events to play. So like, what did your schedule look like in a summer? Like, were you playing golf pretty much every day where there are like tournaments every other weekend or, or how did that go for you? Yeah, there's a lot of tournaments. I know a couple years ago, I got a little burnt out from it, but yeah, there was times where I would go two weeks with like eight competitive rounds kind of thing. Wow. And, and it, it, it got to be a lot. I, I loved it. Just got to golf a bunch. So that's pretty neat, but for sure, there's a lot of golf going on with MGTs going through the year, future links. Um, there's a bit what the name was the, the optimist. If I don't know, some oh, yes. the, the junior optimist. Yeah. So, that was maybe around in my day. That, that rings a bell. Yeah, so I got one, one of those trophies on the shelf over there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Not yeah. a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so I don't know if it was back. So like 15 when I want it, but it's kind of like a cup shape, but there's little holes in the cup. So I couldn't drink out of it. Oh, no. so it's, I mean, it kind of makes sense for like a 15 year old. You're not going to think 15 year olds going to drink out of it. No, have some but apple I would, juice. I, I would appreciate it. I, I don't have a trophy yet with a kind of, I could drink out of. So that's the next goal is to get something like that. Yeah. <laughs> we can get you one of those. We have one of there those. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> we we get trophies made for all occasions. We do. Like Wednesday, yeah, let's get a trophy. Well, Can we drink out of it? Yes. I feel bad for saying it. it is like one of my biggest motivations for winning the. I want to win the Elmi Invitational because I know I can drink out of it. <laughs> I think it'd be so cool. That's a big cup, isn't it? Like that's a big cup. It's a decent decent size one. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, heard the story uh, after Jack Wern uh, on the Elmi Invitational this year, walks back to a seat with it and within three seconds of holding it, drops it and breaks. Snaps. Oh, no. Yeah. That one didn't bring come that up, up on, yeah. Yeah, on the last episode there from, oh. from Stick's podcast. But yeah, maybe he'll keep that see up. In, uh, in the pictures when they, they posted him uh, winning it, you'll see him like kind of holding it towards, like holding it down so it looks together. Wow. <laughs> All the greats drop the trophies, the Stanley Cup, the uh, Lombardi getting thrown across the... Uh, the river there in uh, yeah. <laughs> Tampa last year or whatever. It was funny um, how when they dropped, dropped the Stanley Cup because that was probably a minute or two after Jack dropped the trophy. You could even oh. see uh, when Jack was walking by, the consummate presentation was going on behind him. So no yeah, way. It been like a minute that? or two after. <laughs> what a moment. Yeah. <laughs> how often did you uh, get out uh, to, to play as a junior? Was it an everyday thing? And did you take winters off or were you doing, I mean, you had a curling trophy. So obviously uh, you were <laughs> curling a bit, but was golf pretty much your full-time thing when it came to athletics? Yeah, pretty much in the summer for sure. I worked at St. B once, twice a week just to, you know, 
if I'm going to be at the golf course, might as well get paid for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my dad would go out to work uh, around eight o'clock, drop me off. He'll pick me up on his way home at five o'clock. Usually I'd still be golfing. So he'd have to wait around a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, so spending a lot of days like that in the summers from, I don't know, from grade eight through grade 11, stuff like that. Just spending a lot of days there. Um, yeah, just maybe six days a week at the golf course and they just really try and get as much of it in as, as I could. Mm-hmm. Smart man. That was good. I, uh, I loved every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Well, we mentioned the uh, 2019 Manitoba men's junior championship. I saw that was at Pine Ridge in Elmhurst. Is that correct? Yes, it is. So you've had some success at Elmhurst already. And then I did I read, did I read that it was raining really hard on the last day? It was absolutely pouring. And funny enough, you mentioned that because it keep so Mantua Junior, those last 10 holes going head to head with Braxton, good buddy of mine, mm-hmm. will forever be one of my favorite memories on a golf course. And just doing it in the pouring rain was unreal. And I think one of my favorite things about that too is even though I was going head to head with Braxton in a, in a provincial championship, you know, the day ended up like, um, it's so finished up. And then a week later, I was at Dawn's with Braxton just talking about the Mantua Junior. We're just hanging out, like what he's doing. So that's pretty neat, just kind of having a memory where, you know, competing against a good friend, but just being able to hang out together after is pretty neat. But yeah, pouring rain. And so I have the Mantua Junior plaque beside me here. And the funny story is that I obviously people listening won't be able to uh, see, but so this plaque is a little swollen. Oh, and yeah. So the story behind that is that just being outside with it, it got so soaked. And then immediately after I won, we went to St. Peter to celebrate me and my dad. And then we left it in the car. We got back home totally forgot about it in the car. And then, so once I got it in the morning, it was all like swollen up there. Oh, and I'm like, dad, this is like totally fine because it just shows how much it really just poured there. <laughs> right. Yeah. It has some character now. <laughs> they didn't put enough varnish on that. Yeah. I was going to say from the rain. <laughs> Golf Manitoba needs to put another coat of varnish on, on their black. I, I think I prefer it that way though. I kind of like it. Yes. Yeah, certainly a, a good story to go with, with that. How For how sure. often did you end up uh, like curling? Have you has that been kind of a, a passion of yours, or was it just something to do in the winter? Uh, I do it a couple times a week. For I did for about seven years. Me and the team I was a part of for six years, we had won around four club championships when we played. So we were decent, I think. Uh, Braxton, he um, he's a great curler as well. He finished really? third in the country a few years ago. Oh, unreal. He did destroy us every time. <laughs> we were trying to talk about if you have to compare my skill in curling to a golf handicap, we figured it would be around a seven cap. So like, okay, but like a lot of room to improve. But yeah. So I was mm. to Mike and I, I that's was, really good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I, you know, what's embarrassing is I can honestly say, I don't think I've ever curled before. What? And, uh, yeah, I know. Wow. I know. I maybe once as long I threw as I've a, known you, my goodness, that's, I know, I know. And I have a lot show. of friends that curl and, uh, and, uh, I feel like I'd be good at it. You know, it's, it's probably just like beer pong, right? <laughs> no, that's offensive to the curlers out there, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah. So if, if you want to have me out sometime curling listeners, I'm open to it. There you go. Are and you, if, if it makes you feel better, I've never played hockey, hockey like on ice, ice hockey before. So, oh, okay. All right. That's, so, well, that's my thing. It's got to be one or the other in the winter, right? It's either on the pebble or yeah. on the flat stuff. Uh, 
uh, on the ice when, when it comes to that? Or are you an intern or an outturn guy? In, oh, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember. It's been a few years. I think intern was my way to get. I, I've heard those uh, terms in a couple of years. You're so welcome. Like, it just came to the top of my head. I saw Vic Router in my mind, and I thought of uh, interns and outturns. Vic Router, he's a curling commentator. I think he's retired now, but anyways. yeah, I think it was an intern guy. I uh, I was a lead, so what? It was just the boring stuff, so it didn't really matter which way I went. Just I don't know. Just get a get a guard going. Don't mind how you do it. Just do it. If it's anything like golf, I'd probably be an outturner. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, and then quickly on this, you were getting way off rails. No, not really, because we don't have rails. But they should have like a golf tournament, curling tournament, kind of thing. I don't know how they could do that, but uh, I'm sure there's a mix somewhere. Yeah. We can Somewhere make it there. happen. I know by the bone, they got the Deer Lodge Curling Center right there. Deer Lodge mm-hmm. Curling Club right by the bone. That's Do nine true. holes of golf, right get out on the sheets and start throwing it around. And the sieve. You could add some hockey and the, aspects. Yeah, look at that. Too. We got a three-peat in one day. I have seen uh, I have seen the movie Men with Brooms so uh, a few times, so I get some credit there. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we digress, but um, even on that point, though, just seeing how you know, the technology has changed in curling, but also in golf, it, it must be a, just even still for you, a massive difference from when you started to where you are now. So what are you playing now? Are you, you know, a stock guy? I'm just going to hit this brand of clubs or does it vary whatever works for you? Uh, for like clubs wise, I, I got my driver fitted for me and other than it's just a lot of feel I find, hmm. uh, driver I needed to get fitted. I was putting too much spin on a golf ball no one should ever have that much spin on a golf ball. And so actually steeper fitted me. So thanks mm. steeper. Mm, and, sure. uh, there you go. And, uh, so I've been playing that driver, at least driver shaft for a few years now, actually not thinking about it. It's actually steeper's driver shaft that he didn't need. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I guessing, totally I'm guessing it's Callaway. Yes. Yeah. I got a Maverick. No, mm. I love it. Uh, my, my teammates, I, uh, they, they enjoy how much, how straight I hit it. I, I enjoy it as well. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, be nice. But I don't hit it as far as those guys, but I'd like to, I like to think at least I hit it fairly straight. As long as it's okay. in play. That's what we found at playing at Southwood. Yeah. Oh yes. As long oh, as you Southwood. can find it and it's in play. Hey, that's a good thing. I remember playing at Southwood. I came on like around the time I would like, uh, one junior championship. So I, I feel like my game was in decent form and I would play decent and lose like four golf balls, which shouldn't happen. <laughs> but you did win a junior club championship at Southwood. I uh, did. Yeah. I uh, beat out Connor Stewart. Yeah. 69, 72, I think. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> That's slower than what we hit start. and we won't be telling you what we hit yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we got a... It was around 18 over par. <laughs> That's true. It was. We like to stay true to the name. I also... I got... So it's in for just for my dad. So I also got four junior club championships at St. B. My dad has two, so I was like, you know, letting him know I've... Oh. <laughs> the rivalry. Can't go back in time. Can't change it now, Pops. It, it is incredible how much mini competitions we have. Like, little throwbacks, because uh, growing up, he would talk about... He, he wouldn't, like show off or anything like that he would but it was i knew that he had a second place finish in the Manitoba junior 
And so that was actually motivation for me to win. So once I won, I made sure to let him know. <laughs> Poking the bear. Love it. Really? <laughs> Did you travel with him then if you were playing some of the national events that you had to qualify oh, yeah. for? Yeah. So he was kind of the, the go-to, go-to guy. He wasn't giving you off to a billet. Oh no. He's a, uh, loves traveling with me. He would do anything to watch me play around competitive golf. Any, any guy that I played putter against, uh, he, they know my dad's going to be watching. If I play men's name, my dad's like, Hey, can I watch that? It's men's name. I don't care. <laughs> and yeah, I just, he loves watching me play golf and it's so cool having, uh, him just support me like that. Uh, yeah, he, he loves watching anytime I play out anywhere. He's so excited to watch. We take a quick break to hear from Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. So, Bryce, could you let us know what the difference is between a RRSP versus a TFSA? Yeah, there's a lot of confusion with these two tools. They're both great, but uh, in a lot of instances, they're they're, they're very opposite of each other. Uh, with a TFSA, you're dealing with post-tax money, uh, meaning you won't get a tax break when you make the initial contribution. But on, on that token, you won't be taxed on any gains that happen inside that tax-free savings account. An RRSP, on, on the other hand, uh, you're dealing with pre-tax money. You do get a tax break uh, when you make that contribution. And however, all of the withdrawals that you make will be taxed in the future. So uh, you can grow tax-free in the meantime inside of that uh, structure, but inevitably have to pay taxes to CRA when you draw down that account. Is there a recommendation if you're a newbie investor or someone that's new into wealth management that you suggest to go in one lane or the other, or do you try and do both at the same time? For most young people, uh, a tax-free savings account is probably going to be the uh, tool that you're going to want to maximize first. Uh, The reason for that is most younger people have a lower income or they're going to anticipate having a higher income in the future. So you want to contribute to a tax-free savings account when your income is lower or you anticipate your income is going to be higher in the future. At that same token, you're going to want to save your RSP room uh, until you're in a higher tax bracket. That way, when you are making contributions, it helps offset that higher tax that you're paying and uh, helps reduce your overall tax bill. That was Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. So then, uh, I don't know if I'm fast forwarding too quickly here, JR, but uh, so so you're at the University of Fraser Valley now. So how did you end up there? Uh, I think a part of it was I wanted to stay in Canada. I didn't feel like paying 10, 15K for tuition after a bunch of, well, if I did get scholarships, but still paying 10, 15K in tuition in the States. Student loans wasn't really something I wanted. I knew I could get a good education in Canada. So that was a big thing for me. And then, uh, you know, just talked to schools on BC. I was originally uh, thinking of going to Simon Fraser. And then the coach was, coach actually, he was saying how he wants to bring me on. And then he's talking about, oh, UFE's got a good program. It's like, okay, interesting. I don't know why he's telling me this. And then mm-hmm. turn off a month later, I haven't heard anything from him. I'm like, hey, so what's going on here? He said, call me. Uh, so I called him. He said, you're not coming to SFU. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to Fraser Valley now. And so funny how things work out like that. Mm-hmm. And so 
Okay. Seemed to work out. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I love it there. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm sure SPU is a great school, but I am very happy with being at UFE. <laughs> How many years have you been there so far? Uh, just finished up my third year and got two more left. Nice. So what, are you, what are you majoring in? Uh, business with an accounting major and economics minor. Wow. Oh boy. So, well, you can uh, talk to Bryce Malashewski, although I, I know what are you hooked up with EY? Is that it? Ernst and yeah. Young? Is that who it is? Okay. Yeah. Started an internship with them last last month. So it's been doing that. Filing lately. papers? Uh, yeah, they got uh, you I filing. don't know if advanced right now. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch anything. <laughs> Faxing. Fax. You're What's the uh, fax oh, manager. Go. Just watch this. See if any faxes come in. <laughs> well, I, with how it worked out, I... Uh, being at nationals, I actually came in a month later than the other interns. So they basically just had nothing from me. So I just sit around, <laughs> hang out. Bonus. No, I'm bad. sure you're, I'm sure you're working very hard over there at EY. So I'm, I'm sure I, they're I happy to have time. you. Cause they're, they might be listening. So I, I you know, Jake <laughs> oh, yeah, is true. a very hard worker. Very and, hard uh, worker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So tell us a little bit about, Canadian university golf. I'm not sure if we've had too many uh, Canadian university yeah, golfers. Not current now. ones anyways. No. Uh, it's it's good. I love it because, you know, I said UFE, we get a good mix of playing Canada West events. We get to play against guys at U of M, so good buddies of mine, getting to play against guys at UBC who are all incredible players. And just all the guys at, um, across Canada West, we've since we play against each other, half a dozen times a year we have all gone to be like great buddies with each other uh driving through calgary i um i was gonna head up one of the calgary guys like hey you want to go for a drink so just stuff like that uh, it's neat just making new friends and then we also through the ufe team we played a, a tournament in palm springs it was uh, the prestige individual invitational hosted by stanford so i got to play with some d1 uh players which was very eye-opening to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the difference if you it's, don't mind me asking, or is it like night and day? I think, uh, Canada West, it's like the misses are big difference. You see these guys at the NCAA schools, the misses are like, okay, now you, you're, you're not on the green, but you have, you left yourself with a straightforward up and down kind of thing. And, you know, just putting yourself in good spots on the course. Um, yeah, so that's a lot of course management. And these guys, they, they work hard to put their buys in the right shape to hit a ball 310 and then also last for four and a half hours, five hours. So you could tell like, they put a lot of work in, which Canada West guys absolutely do. They, they do that. But these D1 guys, I think especially in the States where they have a four-year round, a lot of resources, you could tell like these guys have been working their rear ends off for this. And... Mm. It, it shows off strong glutes <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will say you are talking to a stanford continuing education alumni so there you go i was trying to rope in mike to uh, come play some golf with me at stanford because we found out they have a golf class <laughs> <laughs> not sure how much that was i don't know if uh if ufv offers that but hey We'd be willing to take a golf class. At least go out and golf with you. That'll be all the golf class that we need. <laughs> I know. Hey, I would love to have you guys out there. What? Uh, I should uh, bring it up. We'll take the a, freezer truck. We'll take the freezer truck. Got a DQ yeah. freezer truck out there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll take it, yeah. Well, I'm sure you, if you guys would love that. Mm. It runs on blizzards. 
Um, so what, what's the playing season in, in like, uh, well, I'll call it the Fraser Valley or you're not too far from Vancouver, obviously. What you, when can you guys start playing and when do you guys got to shut it down? Uh, so it kind of varies a little bit. Uh, I used my fears there this past year, there was about six weeks of snow, which was crazy to them. They, they were freaking out. It was hilarious. Uh, that second year, I think there was one or two weeks of snow. Uh, and it's pretty similar for my first year. So yeah, probably on average about a, a month of snow and that's the month people in the Valley freak out. It's, <laughs> I have a good laugh at it. <laughs> and then, yeah, other than that, there's from middle of October through, you know, early March, of course it's pretty soggy, gets, gets a lot of rain. It's, you know, five degrees ish. So it's, it's not warm, but it's golfable. So still get out to the course, still, uh, get our practice in still have low matches with with the team but yeah it's it's not the most pleasant golf weather but it's mm-hmm. golf weather it's it's not minus 30 yeah that's cool and is that when the the season runs or like when are you playing during school or do you guys have events outside of this school year we start events pretty much right away beginning of september we have probably about five weeks of canada west events and then we'll wrap things up near the end of October, have a bit of a break, still practice. And, but, you know, focus a little more on school because those guys are behind at that point with all the events we've been playing. And then probably start up again, middle of February. That's where we try to go down to Palm Springs, Vegas area, play some tournaments down there. And then we uh, get back up to Canada, play a few events there and then finish up school and then wait a month and then play in nationals. So it's, not, none of our probably 10 events are during school, which is not easy, but that's okay. It's a, it's, it's fun. And we, we make it work. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like it's still, you're getting in a lot of reps. Oh yeah. No, it's, you get a lot of golf. And I know uh, my first year, I, uh, dur- during uh, the summer leading up to my first year last year on the Mantua junior, I was grinding a lot, putting in the time because I wanted to, obviously going to university with my, my A game, but sure enough, by the time middle of October hit, I was absolutely burnt out, but still had practices going on. So it's been, a, it's been an adjustment getting used to the longer season, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of golf and it, it's good. The courses are, are, are sweet that we get to play and they, the community just loves, loves the team over there. So they treat us really well. Does the uh, UFV have a, uh, a home course? We uh, play out mostly out of Chillac Golf Club. We get uh, some privileges at Ledgeview Golf Club, which is actually Nick Taylor and Adam Hagelin's home course. Mm. We're, we're lucky enough to have Nick Taylor as a supporter of our program. We do a program with him each year, helping some charities he's interested in. And he's also looking forward to help out with our program as well. So he helps us with that. Um, and then we get to play with him occasionally. And then we also play at a course called Sandpaper, which is one of the most scenic courses in the Valley it is absolutely beautiful. Just search up any photo of San Pedro. You'll see it immediately. It's stunning. That's a great name. I like that name. Yeah. It's, it's a cool track. It's, it's very different, but it's, it's, it's not weird in terms of kind of like stupid golf shot. It's like you, it gives you a golf shot hit, hit it and you'll be in a good spot. Yeah. It sounds like a pretty gritty course. It's, it gets, it needs you to play well. 
<laughs> that was a that was a, that was a sandpaper reference. Sorry. Oh yeah. Sorry. Forgive <laughs> forgive my uh, bad humor here. But uh, are most of the guys on the team from uh, BC or kind of all, all all over the place? Pardon? Uh, are most of the guys from your golf team uh, from BC area, Alberta, or kind of all over Canada? Uh, I I think it's mostly BC. I, I think we have one guy coming up from Washington state this year. Um, I don't know if that's public information yet. I don't know if I should be saying that. You heard Uh-oh. it here first, yeah. folks. <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> no one will uh, know who he is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if my coach didn't want me saying that, uh, sorry, palsy. Uh, <laughs> the world knows. Um, but yeah, mostly from the BC area. Got a guy from the island in Nanaimo, which is probably the furthest out it goes. Um, a lot of guys local. Um, we, uh, we have our assistant coach from just outside of Calgary. He played on the team for five or six years. But other than that, I'm just the odd guy that's yeah. kind of across half of the half Flatlander. Of the Do they call you Flatlander? Well, I, I, they call me a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say I have heard many things about what they think about Winnipeg over there. And I've heard oh, yeah. one good thing about it. Well, that's I was good. like, the people are good. Everything else has been complete trash. So, ah. Uh, they're well, spoiled over there yeah well, yeah, well for for golf for sure but uh, come out here get some vitamin D mm. and mosquitoes uh, and mosquitoes yeah. well yeah well that's alright we got and, the good uh, blood that mosquitoes like <laughs> the mosquitoes one did you get into any uh, skiing out there any skiing hiking no, uh, whitewater rafting I, I need to do a little more adventuring I uh my second years it's a, it's a lame excuse but my second year is with everything being shut down due to COVID didn't really get out with many buddies for, wasn't really able to do that. And with our team, we had to stay within our bubble. So that was tough. Uh, yes. um, first year ended soon because of COVID. And, you know, as a new guy, I was still trying to find out, you know, who, who are the people I'm going to hang out with. Right. And so this past year is my first real year of, you know, being able to go adventure. And I uh, didn't use it as well as I would like to fingers crossed. I get to do more adventuring this, uh, upcoming year but again i've been saying that for the past few years so maybe i have to really hold myself to it but no not much really skiing not no whitewater rafting just uh the occasional hike here and there which i still love well, that would be the place to do it oh absolutely mm-hmm. yeah I- <laughs> and while um speaking of adventuring uh you recently were in the golf canada canadian university college championship that was out mm-hmm. in Per, I'm not even going to oh, try no. and pronounce try. it. Put, put it, throw on your, throw on your French. Domaine Chateau Bromont, Bromont, Quebec. That's pretty yeah. good. I just yeah. call it Bromont. <laughs> Bromont. Bromont. Shout out to Bromont. And yeah, uh, so what, can you tell us a little about that format or is that, that's a team thing or an individual? Like how yeah, do you so even get the, into it? Yeah. So that was through our Canada West uh, event. Mm. We uh, finished, we actually got it. That's one of the medals over there. Just with a second in the team portion of it. So that qualified us for nationals. Yeah. So yeah, nationals is you bring five guys, five count four for uh, four days. So that's the team side, but there's also an individual side to it. So, you know, all player, all play your own ball, try to go as low as you can. And yeah, it's a, it's a neat event. Cause you playing with guys across the country, all going to school and I'll have your own little story to about but it's like being on, on, on your team. And yeah, it's a pretty neat event. It was my first run. Um, first year canceled COVID second year canceled cause COVID. Mm-hmm. So it's, 
long time coming. I, uh, I was super excited to play it. I have never been that nervous in my entire life. I, I'm convinced nerves would never be the same for me just because of that one week. <laughs> my coach will even know that I was walking like 50 miles per hour, I think he said. <laughs> it was a thousand miles an hour was the, the quote, <laughs> from the, quote from the article, but uh, <laughs> you guys would do research. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, I'm uh, already like a naturally quick walker, but I was sprinting for whatever reason. I, uh, but yeah, I was genuinely out of breath after four days of golf. I, I've, I've never been out of breath like that from nerves. Um, he was a crazy experience and yeah, yeah. My coach was great with walking with me around and yeah, I played well. So it's always a bonus. Was that a, was, go ahead. Jay. I was going to say, maybe that's your secret weapon of keeping that pace up. Maybe I could, uh, <laughs> bring that up to coach. Like, Hey, I think I found something here. <laughs> I don't think he really likes it because he was sprinting to keep up. But. Yeah, exactly. right. Coach is right. having a heart attack out there trying to keep up <laughs> while you're running a marathon. <laughs> it was so funny because he would always, he would purposely walk like half as fast as I would walk. And mm. I knew it. He knew it just and I'm like, I can't walk that slow right now, Falsy. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I remember hitting a wedge like five feet right of the green. This, you know, small miss. And it, it, the green's out, like elevated. So you can't really see where the ball ended up. But I knew it was like a little off the green. I'm like, where do you think that was, Paulsy? Do you think it just caught, caught the edge? Do you think it was in the bunker? Do you think it's just in the rock between the bunker? And he's like, dude, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So is, yeah, that, was, is that something you're working on then? Uh, I think Derek Ingram's recent book touches on, right. on some of that. The golf psychology. I, yeah. I should get into that. Cause I think I need it. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't I, know. It seems to be working for you, whatever you're doing. I mean, you finished second at this event and you've look at all the trophies and the plaques <laughs> and all that I, stuff. I will say my mental game has come a long way in the past few years. Uh, Lots has to do with uh, Coach Paul's at UFE. He's a very smart guy, and he knows a lot about that stuff. He did his master's in motor behavior, so a lot to do with that stuff. Mm. He He's helped me a lot. I think in the past couple of years, I've worked on one or two swing things, and it's really been 90 95% just working on my you know, what, what's going on upstairs, um, just going into each shot with the plan and stuff like that. So that's been the thing that's helped out the most, contributed to a lot of those medals there. Obviously, still working on it. Always going to be a work in progress. But yeah, it's uh, it's something I've been working hard on. I, th- I, I think that's something that helped me with all the all the nerves is you know just relying on the little tips I've gotten from him over the years. Well, even on on that front, is that something like? Are you spending a lot of time every day either on the range or is like putting and chipping your thing? Any secrets um, on the golf course that you can share with uh, Mike and I? So my, I, I think everyone's different, but for me, I play my best golf when I play more. I spent a bunch of my first year of university golf on the range, just, you know, going as much as I can for some reason, off course, working on a bunch of different swing things, a bunch of different fields. And I actually played trash that year. And then, so <laughs> I, I, I had a great summer, obviously Mantua junior was good, but then when I got out to school, I did not play well. I was struggling to go below 76, which is not what you want in university golf. And so I, I started playing more and I learned so much more on the course. I 
I, I feel like on the range, you give yourself a perfect lie every time. Uh, on a putting green, you can have a, the same putt as many times as you want. Going on the course, for me at least, has been a big thing in helping my game. And so I, I think for anyone that wants to, you know, maybe try something else, getting their game to the next level, I would for sure say try to play more. Um, obviously, there's those guys that show up to the course two minutes before and all they do is play, which is maybe another way around. Maybe try put some time on the range. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Jake is reinforcing my method yeah. of only playing and rarely hitting the range. Uh, okay, I like to say I get there more than two minutes before. We'll say seven minutes, but okay, I'll say we all need to find a balance. And I think that's yeah, a good balance. Yeah, yeah. But I did find. Yeah, I think I got to spend more chipping and putting. Uh, practice. Yeah, it's for sure a time and place for everything, I guess. One, one of my good buddies uh, at St. B, all he does is play. I don't think I've seen him practice for more than two minutes at a time. And he, he always says, I need to keep practicing. I just need to get practicing. <laughs> but you never do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, 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 we do wish you the, the best of luck uh, there overseas. And I, I want to touch on that again, because again, you finished second at the National University Championships. How many players were there in the field? Is it also a team event? Or is it, you know, the top five guys get to represent Team Canada? How does that work? So there's three of us going from the men's side to Italy and three of us from the women's side. Mm. And so there's 18 countries, I want to say there, 18 or 19 countries. I forget what some of the countries are, like Belgium, Italy, um, I think some other countries, Ireland. The States aren't going. Um, I'm kind of surprised by that. They've assholes. been there before. They're assholes. It's all right. <laughs> I know. I, I showed up to the tournament in, at Stanford, and they got they got afraid. Kidding. <laughs> 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 I uh, actually that uh, future games uh, World University Championship tournament I'm going to Hideki Matsuyama actually won it a handful of years ago. So there you go. Hopefully, I uh, good my, company. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, he's he's a solid golfer, I guess. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> <Not Yeah. sure. laughs> but yeah, so half of different countries going there and looking forward to meeting people from across the world. It's going to be the first time I've done something like that. And yeah, it'll be just a neat experience. Right, from out of here, there's after a round, you get to do, if you, if you want, these like kind of almost jersey swaps. You just, if you want to switch golf shirts with nice. a guy you're playing with, you know, switch up. So I might come back with a shirt from Belgium, Italy, Japan, Ireland. Oh. I don't know. So it's, yeah. it's going to be neat uh, meeting different people from across the world and being a, a part of it. I'll jersey swap with you because that Canada Golf yeah. Canada Q Zip looks pretty cool. That that, does, that looks snazzy. Stand up for a second there, and let's see. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, look <laughs> at that. I know no one can see this. This is just pure pleasure for Mike and I. <laughs> very <laughs> nice. Very cool. Thing in there. Oh, oh yeah, look at that. It yeah. zips down and spells out Canada. Yeah, I uh, got recently got five other golf shirts, a hoodie, t-shirt, backpack, hats. They're, they're treating us well. That's well, good. Well, how long have I you been, been packing pack- for? <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> when, progress. when do you leave? Tomorrow? No, uh, four days from now. Okay. My, my parents and sister leave tomorrow, but I, uh, I, I got time. Nice. Nice. I, um, they- yep. 
I was going to say, uh, we got a lot, a lot of nice stuff, but there was some fundraising that needed to be done because they were not paying for any of it. <laughs> well, I, that was going to be my question is who's fronting, who's fronting the bill for this? Uh, um, but uh, yeah, some, yeah, some fundraising, <laughs> some, some cash out of your own pocket, maybe. It was funny how it uh, kind of got brought up because my dad was so excited to hear the news on going to Italy. And he's like, look, he's, I think he already booked flights for him, uh, my mom and my sister. And he's, he's on his phone going through the things they can do. And he looks at me, he's like, I assume this is funded from youth ports, right? I forgot to tell you, like, no, not at all. <laughs> and, and so we uh, set up this fundraiser at St. Boniface uh, on Canada Day, which was absolutely unreal. Mm. Probably had about 75-ish people come out and support. All had a good time. There's live music, auctions. For any Bomber fans out there, we had a signed Willie Jefferson jersey. Yet. He was nice. kind enough to donate. Had oh, Sean Mendes cool. tickets uh, up for auction. And so it was a great time. Raised a lot of good money for the trip out to Ar- not Ar- uh, Ireland was a couple months ago. Uh, still thinking about that. Yeah, we'll get into that later, but we still want to hear about Italy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so out to Italy. Um, paid for, I'd say, 90, 95% of it, which was more than I could ask for. And yeah, this one's again, like the community at St. B is unreal. Great, great people there. And they're really kind and uh, helping us, uh, uh, you know, that's a word. Raise some money, so it wasn't a few thousand dollar bill on my hands. Yeah, sorry nice. we couldn't make it. <laughs> the uh, yeah the the plane the plane isn't ready yet. We ordered a, a private jet. Yeah, they're still they're still putting installing a freezer in it for the ice. <laughs> uh, do you know where where's the golf course you're playing in Turin? Uh, it's the Lions course by Trent Jones Sr., I believe. Oh. Yeah, so um, I I don't know. I haven't really heard of it. I, apparently, it's a really nice course in Italy. I, apparently, a really, really neat layout. I haven't looked into it too much. That's going to be my homework is to get on Google Earth and look at the layout there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's supposedly a sweet course. I think they've had a couple uh, European tour events there. I might... Might yeah. be incorrect in saying that, but you know, don't quote me on it. I think there's been some stuff like that there. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. It'll be a neat experience. Yeah, certainly. And different from the course that I thought it was that I researched. So it was. <laughs> Which one do you think it was? <laughs> Royal Mike was looking in Ireland. Royal Park <laughs> Roveri Golf Course. So I, I think there's, okay, I, I'm a little confused in this too, because I think there's two courses at, the, at that Royal Park. I think the Lions course is one of the courses there. Okay. That makes sense. So yes. It, yes. It and that, be. that one was, yeah, it was ranked like top 50 in Europe. They've hosted uh, Italian open, which yeah. would have been played uh, in the European tour. Um, I think it was a while ago. It was like 2012 was the last time they hosted it. Cause I was curious if Cockerell had played in it recently. Oh yeah. And then you could reach out to him and get some course notes. That would be neat. Um, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So AC, but, if you know anyone, any of your uh, European tour buddies, they uh, yeah. know the course. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we will reach out to them. Yeah, we'll send them a fax. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> Royal Royal Park, founded in 1971 by the Agnelli family, who uh, started Fiat Automobiles, oh. mm. largest uh, auto manufacturer in Italy. 
And uh, if you're looking for a, a good show to watch while you're going over there, there's a documentary about Gianni Agnelli. And uh, he, uh, he, yeah, he was the founder of Fiat Automobiles, and he has a pretty interesting story. So, uh, oh, neat. Look that up because that sounds Absolutely. really exciting. But it is an HBO film. So, uh, look it up. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Get out yeah, your wallet. Sure. Might have to do a fundraiser. Get that HBO subscription. <laughs> yeah. we, need a, we need some new fundraising here. Yeah. What do you know uh, beyond the golf? Is your family going out to see any of the sites in Turin? Yeah. So funny enough, a um, little bit of a story here. I I was I felt bad because uh, I was leaving on the 16th, which is my little sister's birthday, and I, usually the Mantua Am is there, so I'm always either playing golf or away for for it and so i felt bad i was going to be living leaving to italy on her birthday <laughs> and so she ended up going with my mom and dad there and so she's leaving tomorrow and so i i won't even see her on her birthday because she's going to be the one in, in italy <laughs> so they're going a little earlier to go go uh you know celebrate my sister's birthday and just go see what it's like so my sister's gonna have her sweet 16 and champagne birthday there in venice wow oh, wow and then uh, after the tournament, I'm going to be in uh, Florence and Rome with my family, exploring around there, which will be neat. Very cool. Very cool. Just eat all the food. Oh, everyone's saying that. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I've never it's, been. I've just heard that that's what you have to do. And you have to dress nicely, apparently. I think Levy from Team Lefty, if uh, you're listening to the pod, I think he's went to Italy and he felt really bad because he had to wear the same clothes pretty much every day because he's like, everyone just dresses so well here and I don't want to yeah. look like a schmuck. So well, I guess I got to bring a couple extra dress shirts. Then. Right. Yeah. I was going to bring one. I think I need, might need more now. Just wear your no. Canada gear. You'll be fine. There you go. Got <laughs> some nice shoes. Get some nice shoes. Right. That was the shoes. Shoes was a big thing over there. Is it? Oh no. Yeah, yeah. We're in like nice leather Italian shoes huh. or Canadian. Well, I don't know. I guess my foot drawers aren't going to be Maybe, maybe if they're custom foot joys with yeah. like uh, leopard print or something. How about really dirty, you know, used to be white foot joys. <laughs> beat down a little bit. I don't think that's going to sure. fly. Don't worry about that. Just worry about the golf. We don't want oh, to fill your yeah. head with too much stuff. All right. All right. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Focus on your wardrobe more than <laughs> I guess included in this. And I don't want to give any bad juju, but how, is there any concern with, uh, I mean, you've seen so many uh, travel issues recently. So uh, is there any precautions you're taking with that? Uh, yeah, my dad actually got an Apple AirTag today for my golf clubs, just in case. Oh, I, uh, nice! I saw the I saw that tip on on social media. Yeah, yeah, I uh, freaking out a little bit for flying out there. I, uh, I I'm going solo from here to Montreal to Paris to Rome, so a bit of a hike, and to do it in a solo is a bit scary. So you know, a little, little worried about that. And but I think once I get there, you know, nerves are going to be you know, a little more relaxed, and and then I then golf is going to get started. Well, you won't, you won't miss any connections because you'll be walking so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Mike was waiting 50 minutes for that joke. No, I just came up up with it. Hey, it's good. I respect it. Yeah. Got a good point. 
<laughs> I also had Turin as a, as a big, uh, they're known for their chocolate production and uh, thick crust pizza, which I'm sure it's not Chicago thick, but thicker than a, like a Neapolitan. So there's, there's some more info you can use. Is any, are any of your teammates heading out there or your coach, or is it uh, just you and your family? Uh, one of my teammates, uh, Jackson, he's, he qualified as well to play on team Canada. So I'll be playing with him, which is pretty neat. He originally was just outside, uh, the top, top three, but, um, I was driving back home from school back home and he, he, he called me and he's like, Hey, guess what? Um, someone uh, couldn't go. So I'm, I'm going for with you guys now. So he's joining as well. And we got a guy out from uh, Quebec joining the team as well. So that's going to be our team this year. Nice. Yeah. Well, good luck. We're, we're rooting for you anyways. Thank you. And, uh, I know, uh, you'll have a nice little DQ cake for you when you, when you come back home, even though you've had all that, that Italian food, you'll, uh, you'll get to have a nice little, I, I hate Italian desserts. I'm just going to say it. I don't like Italian desserts. So you can have a nice delicious yeah. DQ cake when you come back. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure my little sister would absolutely love, you know, seeing, seeing that too. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't get her, any for her birthday. Yeah, well, hey, hey, come on, it's her birthday, man. <laughs> I do feel bad for her because she has to spend her birthday yeah. in Venice. Yeah, but, too bad. Uh, it's too bad. Um, uh, I, I think I think she'll be okay. Oh yeah, she'll survive. Do you have uh, any more Italy questions there, Mike? No, Canadian women won hockey uh, gold at mm, Turin, okay. Turin 2006 Winter Olympics. The men did not medal. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, but it also seemed like there was some success, uh, from the women's golf at, uh, U, uh, UFV. Yeah. They did a great job there. Um, they, their best finish at nationals. Yeah. They grinded throughout the week. Um, yeah. Came, came second in the country, which is pretty damn sweet. Mm-hmm. They, they worked very hard. They're great people. And yeah, I, I know the coach on that team is always strength when they strength and conditioning guys for the, the men's team. And yeah, I couldn't be happier for them there. I know after nationals, we all went, went out to celebrate and yeah, it was definitely pretty neat uh, seeing their hard work pay off. That's going to be a lot of cascades, a lot of cascades in the news like that. I like that name too. Yeah. It's neat. Hey, mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure what it was at first. Had to look it up, but I Googled it. I know it's um, well, it's, it's either a waterfall or I guess there's a mountain chain out there. Maybe that's what it is. It's a part of like, you have these in the Cascades. I was going to say like a face of a mountain. Yeah. It's like so, somewhere around the area. There's like actual, like the Cascades, like the actual, like the range know, mountain range. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't know what we call the Cascades, I guess. And I, I like it. I like the logo too. Mm-hmm. It is a good logo. Got some nice gear too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we got some sweet gear. Let's see. We got like bags, shirts, pants, shoes, hats, uh, backpacks, you name it. I'm a, I'm a size large. <laughs> <laughs> medium large, maybe. I think that's what we're trying to find, the, find the medium large. Somewhere in between there. <laughs> oh, you know, it depends you what got, day of the week. We got our shirts fitted, in, uh, sweater, shirts and sweaters fitted this year. So, you know. Oh, wow. Look at this. Bougie. Man. I know, yeah. We're, we're spoiled out there. That sounds yeah. like it. Um, I wanted to, I know mentioned to Mike, you were looking at Ireland as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you were uh, playing out there, was it a couple months ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two months today I got, got back. So yeah, I was, went out, played four of the top 100 courses in the world. So they're Lahinch, Trelly, Valley Bunyan, and Waterville. So each course with their own little bit of history, which was 
unreal. Just saw like last week, guys like Tiger, Rory, JT, yeah. Spieth, posting pictures from mm. those courses, and just bucket list stuff. Going out with some of your best friends and playing these unreal courses with a bunch of history there. I know there's Waterville, known as one of the toughest courses in the world. We show up all hungover as could be. <laughs> Not sure how it's supposed be to be played, and that's how golf is supposed to be played over there. That's, it's let's it's funny it. you say that because. I, 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 I'm not one to really drink much. I'm, I, if I do it, I'm not going to have a hangover the next day just cause I'm not going to be drinking much, but you know what, that there's a special night for it in Ireland. So, you know, woke up for Waterville, not feeling great. And, uh, ended up playing one of my best rounds ever. So oh, <laughs> there you go. Um, Tony Jacklin, just like a, Mike, <laughs> Tony Jacklin has a competitive course record at Waterville. Uh, 71 and I shot 73 that day. So wow, that was, Whoa. that's huge. That would have been, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, maybe a, two less Guinnesses and you, you could have had the course record there. I, I hate to say it. I wasn't a fan of Guinness. I'm sure it's a great drink. I'm just not a beer guy. So it's kind it of a love hate thing. Like yeah. I love it and I crave it. And it's like a creamy, tasty beer. You know, it's very different from a Canadian beer, but I, I love it. And especially yeah. from Ireland and it's like fresh. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure it is a great drink to those who like, like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and I um, like that stuff. It's like my <laughs> no, it's more of an old-fashioned guy there, but <laughs> and uh, and Jameson, Jameson yeah. is a is a weakness oh, yeah. of mine as well. Yeah, no, we uh, experienced with that a little bit too. That was a contributing factor to the hangover. <laughs> so you mentioned it, it was, was like your friends. So like, was it like just buddies, or was people on the golf team, or why did you head out there? Yeah, so it was. Uh, it's the entire golf team, pretty much minus one red shirt who joined, you know, middle of the year. He wasn't able to make it anyways. He, um, the golf team, since we didn't do any traveling in my second year, they, um, you know, we had some leftover fundraising money and we thought, Hey, we, we have to, we have to use this uh, money this year and we can go really hard in fundraising. There's some decent uh, prices to go, you know, for a group golf trip in Ireland. You guys want to fundraise really hard for this, try to do this. And sure enough, we did that, did some incredible fundraising and yeah, we got to go uh, for a trip to Ireland. Yeah. So it was tw- uh, 11 of us, a couple of coaches, our team sponsor, the guys on the team and one of our buddies. And yeah, just had a time out there and just playing those courses. Like I think as a golfer, you just nerd out so much about that stuff is there's one course, um, Waterville where you hear story about stories about Tiger flying his helicopter onto the range and practicing there before the week of the open. Wow. And then, you know, this Bally Bunyan where, you know, stories of Rory playing there, you know, his little push draws, the hinch with um John Rom winning the Irish Open there a few years ago. Just stuff like that. And you're playing there. You just can't believe that, you know, it's got that that type of history. And I think one of my favorite things too with that. I, I have never been so excited to hit a golf shot before. Like I would go into <laughs> shots, like smiling, like I'm looking forward to hitting this like little, like, like tiny draw, like that's coming like 20 feet off the ground. And it just, stuff like that is so neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked like you guys were, I guess some of those courses right on the coast there, right? Oh, wait, all, all of them were just, yeah. see the ocean right there. And it's, it's intimidating, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's something I will remember for the rest of my life for sure. It's you literally stand there and you're just in disbelief that you're actually here. Yeah. Very surreal. Like Winnipeg. 
<laughs> yeah, I, just in my personal opinion, yeah, but it's a little bit different. Hey, both both have their uh, uh, pros to them. I like both. There we go. Look at that. Mm, very yeah. very political. professional. Yeah. Political professional. <laughs> I, I like can't it. trash one. I got love it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That, yeah. It looked like a great trip. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, we, uh, yeah. We had interviewed Jer Ryan from, uh, he was from Ireland mm-hmm. and he uh, caddied once for Padraig Harrington. Ooh, yeah, that's one, pretty sweet. Once. But uh, yeah, he enjoys yeah. Winnipeg. Good. Yeah, 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 he does. <laughs> shout <laughs> out to Emerald Isle yeah. uh, Landscaping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you give go. them a shout. They'll cut your grass, they'll mow your lawn, and they'll do even more if you ask them nicely. That's what I'm referring to landscaping, Mike. I know. I see. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he does. He does, he does. He puts down some good patio stones. He there. does. Yeah, uh, he's a good bricklayer down there. And uh, he, they do some good work, but. Uh, Awesome. Awesome. I'm just thinking about Guinness and Irish whiskey now and having pizza (laughs) and like, we got to get the freezer plane now and do do that tour. My grandpa, he absolutely loves Guinness. He'll have one every time he's over here and he's, he was a little jealous. I got to go to Ireland and have, have a Guinness over there. And I think he was a little heartbroken when I said I didn't really like it. Oh, <laughs> that's when you lie. There is a life yeah. lesson for you. That's when you yeah. lie to the yeah. grandparents. They yeah, lied to you mistake. your entire life. You can lie to them now. <laughs> you know, I um, made a mistake. I learned from it. I am. I like to think I'm better for it. You know, got to move on to the next next one. <laughs> now, now, now the thing is, is when I go to Italy and try some wine, I got to tell my grandma I like it, whether yes. or not. Whether or not I do, I got to tell her I like. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, now I'm thinking about that. Anyways, Mike, do you have any more on that or do we want to get into the back nine lightning round? Yeah, nothing else. Uh, any, Jake, anything else you want to get into before we get into our back nine lightning round? Want to say uh, thanks to anyone, a shout out to anyone? Uh, 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 I'm going to put you but happy birthday to your sister. There we go. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. Sweet 16. Um, and yeah, I mean, if I gotta say thanks. I say thanks to you guys for having me on. This is a sweet podcast. I, I've, I've always wanted to do one of these, oh. so I'm pumped, pumped to do it. And yeah, then, it's uh, been great. Yeah, and I guess, I guess we're doing thank yous. I gotta say thanks to my parents because you know I love them. And if I don't say thank you, my mom's gonna get me heck. So, <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to the grandparents as well. All right, absolutely. Yeah, let's get into the back nine lightning round if you're ready, Mike. It's uh, sure thing. Yeah. Back nine. Uh, ish questions. Uh, and it is for Bryce Maliszewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can give Bryce a shout at 204-515-3446. You can also ask him about St. Charles. Golf and Country Club. I think it's just St. Charles Country Club. But anyways, talk to Bryce. He's the one who knows all about it. Ask him knows what about the name money is. Too. Money stuff. Holistic approach to your life. Save you on taxes. He's he's Save doing it all. Oh yeah, he's uh, he certainly saved me some money on taxes. Um, so first one, Jake. Uh, what you got? A, you got a nickname? We're getting everyone's I a, nicknames. I got many of them. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm I might have been referred to as Jake or Jacob once or twice in my three years at university. Uh, you've got a bunch of different nicknames. You got Army Armitage Arm. Uh, Mr. Tidge, uh, Mr. Winters, Brody. Those, those are wow. <laughs> so, I don't know if you're, that's I don't good. Know if you're rapid fire, but 
I, uh, the store behind Mr. Winters, I'll make it quick. We're flying back home from Calgary. I got handed my boarding pass and, you know, I go up to the oversized to check my bag and uh, the person there asked for my boarding pass and it says Brody Winters. <laughs> don't, don't know why Brody Winters boarding pass, but you know, that came one of my nicknames, Brody uh, <laughs> Mr. Winters. Um, oh, you know, we got some other, uh, maybe more inappropriate nicknames. I, may not oh, share. Yeah. That's right. Never, no one got to get it. Yeah. I was going to say no one uh, ever referred to as Jake the snake. Oh, too many people. Oh, okay. I, All right. That's a, that's a softball mm-hmm. one or a low, low hanging fruit. Yeah. Well, I was my low balling. Hey, uh, whatever he said there was, <laughs> I was going to say stretch Armstrong, which is a popular mm-hmm. toy. Nice. In the I, 90s. I, don't, I don't get that actually. No, I've done that one before. It's like a, a, maybe if you were like six, eight or something, you get stretch arms. Okay. <laughs> I got long arms. It's like, I don't hey, know. Well, there, there you go. go. Hey, new there nickname, trademark. Heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. All right. Uh, Brody Winters. <laughs> have you ever got a hole in one? I have not. I, uh, I've done everything on a part of three, except, you know, make a hole in one. I, uh, you know, I've, I've hold out on a drop more. <laughs> you know, multiple times on par threes. Now I've, I actually at Southwood hole 11 from just roll the water. I, you know, hold up from there for par before, um, I was playing on the invitational a couple weeks ago. I was six inches short of a hole in one on eight and lipped out for a hole in one on 11. You no, know, been close. I've hit the pin and you know, what I think it would have gone in if the pin wasn't leaning, you know, at 45 degrees. No, that one was a tough one, but you know, I've done, I think everything on a part three, except make a horn one. Oh, it's coming. 11 it's coming. at Southwood. Didn't you make a birdie there yesterday, Mike? I did. Uh, That's a good birdie. That, that is a very good birdie. Beauty so. shot. Right, that was right 11. The yeah, wind, yeah. And then, yeah, just a little nice uphill right to left putt, I believe. And you knocked it you, home. You remember it more than I, I do. do. Well, I, I, I know you just blacked out. Colin was giving you some advice. We found out that uh, your putter is not messed up. It is perfectly fine. Yeah. So my apology to PXG, the putter is not messed up. I was messed yeah. up. So. <laughs> was. You thought it was off. No you thought up. it was, yeah. You thought, you thought, <laughs> a little bit bent. It was not bent. It was no. just Mike wasn't aiming properly. Yes. Of one thing. Uh, so what, uh, what would be your preferred golf ball brand or model? A golf ball brand. Uh, I'm a big Tylus guy. That's just where we get through the team. Um, we, we got a great cushion deal through UFE. So that's uh, something I play a lot. Um, I also feel comfortable, comfortable enough playing a tailor ball, but you know, I usually stick to, this it's just it's what i know but i'm comfortable with i've tested uh, other brands but you know Tylus telus is the one i i go back to are you hitting pro v's pro v1 uh pro v1 okay that's my go-to i i was you know as of a couple of days ago i started thinking should i go to try an x you know you know could i and but not not the time to you know try it out yeah, so. don't dabble yeah, N- not before Worlds. No, no, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not this time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Pro V1's the go-to. Right on. That's that's what I was playing. When you made your bird? Good place play. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I, one of them uh, had a big McDonald's oh, uh, right. <laughs> golden, golden arches on it, which was super funny. Uh, <laughs> Best shots of your life. Yeah. McDonald's. Um, I was loving it. Um, 
What would be your favorite course to play in Manitoba? Oh, that's a tough one because I I have not played courses like uh, Clear Lake, Granite, um, Oak Island. I haven't played those courses, so those are a lot a lot of people's top uh, top uh, listed ones. I'd say my favorite one right now probably Naqua. It's just always mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. It's a sweet course, and it's it's a great track too. Always gives me a good test. So say Naqua. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Pristine, pristine. Oh, I've never played it. Pictures look nice. Yeah. Shout uh, out to Sean Major for keeping it in pristine shape. That's true. They're doing some uh, green renovations this year. So I'm sure uh, uh, by the end of the year or early next year, the course will be in awesome shape. Oh, I believe um, it. Even more so. Um, you got a bucket list course in Manitoba that you've never played and you'd love to get out to. Uh, everyone tells me I got to play granite. That's that's when I really want to play. I hear it's a pretty long track too, and I feel like there's not enough of those in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. So either that or someone's got to bring me out to Clear Lake. I got to play that track. I just, I always hear about it. Need, need mm-hmm. to play it. Mike, I'll give you his uh, his notes. He can take you out Mike, there. Mike, there you go. Yeah. I do have caddy notes on it. Uh, I'm sure you could probably ask somebody a, a much uh, better golfer for their caddy notes, but uh, they <laughs> I wouldn't don't know. be. Yours are pretty simple, man. You just uh, you hit it here. Yeah, it's great. It good, good elevation changes there. And then, uh, yeah, you don't see that in this city. And then, uh, the other, the other course you got to add to your mm-hmm. bucket list is Oak Island. Yes. I, I hear, oh, it's, yeah. I, I was going to say, you guys uh, talked about that before, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, um, I remember, uh, Nick Fanning, uh, tell me about it years ago. Just tell me how much he loves it. And, uh, yeah, so I, I really want to try it out. It's I I honestly I don't know where it is, but I, I really want to play it. And so yeah, for anyone that can bring me out there, I would love to play it. Yeah, so for you and our listeners, I believe it's about 20 minutes south of Verdon, Manitoba, maybe about an 45 minutes west of Brandon, maybe an hour. We should really, we'll look this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and about then it's three at, hours from, from Winnipeg if Winnipeg, you're on the yeah. west, west side of Winnipeg. Yeah. Oak Lake, I believe, is there, and they, they got Oak Island uh, Resort there. So Tell them 18 over par sent you, and Michael buy you a fireball. Mm-hmm. I certainly will. Uh, the coldest fireball in the province. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You heard it here. You heard it. Uh, uh, so what would be, uh, you just listed earlier, some, some very memorable, uh, some great courses in Ireland. Uh, I'm sure you've played some nice courses in, in BC and across Canada. What would be the most memorable course or courses that you've ever played? Uh, most memorable would probably have to be Trilly. It's, one of the courses in Ireland, just that, we had a really fun group that day. Just a lot of my uh, closest buddies on the team, and it's just such a beautiful day. It, it was what it was the perfect uh mix of Ireland golf to start where you got windy, rainy conditions. We're starting, and we're like, What what are we playing? And this is crazy, but by the fourth hole, <laughs> beautiful, and we got to play in that, and just such a scenic course. I, I forget who it was, is either. Uh, Arnold Palmer or Jack Nick was one of the two saying there's not a piece of land meant more for a golf course. And I couldn't agree more. And just playing at a course like that, especially that's the course we start started with in Ireland. So just starting a trip like that, couldn't ask for anything more on. Yeah, for sure. Just 
most memorable course I've played. Awesome. That's uh, we'll have to get out there to Ireland. Yeah. Put that on our uh, on the tour. <laughs> yeah. I thought I think Monsion, Brett Monsion, a season one guest, right. he, he was planning a uh, Ireland tour with some people. Uh, maybe not sure if I he actually got on, got to it or not, but we'll have to. I'll send him sure. a text. Right now. We call him right now. We got him live. <laughs> He's on the line. <laughs> we got him live. Any, uh, I was curious about any of those uh, BC courses, you know, like, what is it, like uh, Whistler or Banff Springs or any of those? You get out to those places? I haven't played uh, Banff Springs. Um, I haven't played any uh, Whistler course. I got to play a Squamish, which isn't too far from Whistler for Canada West this year. That was neat. Mm-hmm. That was pretty scenic. Um just a good solid track. I, so we funny, funny story is that uh, it was a two day tournament. We uh, finished second just slightly. It was like second, third, fourth was all pretty tight. I, I think it was something where even though we finished second, we were like two or three shots away from not qualifying, go to nationals and top four go. So that's just how tight it was. And so I had 10 out of 10 up and downs that day with a chip in. Wow. So <laughs> one of my, Best, probably my best short game day ever, yeah. and it, that nice. nice grind. Um, I'd say <laughs> to go to nationals. That's awesome. So, that that was pretty neat. Um, we play Okanagan um, Golf Club there, uh, the Bear Course in Kelowna, which is always a treat. That's a sick course. It's just, you, you go there every year, knowing it's going to be a, a fun, fun few days. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of good memories there as well. It's where. I, where I had my first university tournament. We won uh, Canada West Gold there, which was oh, pretty memorable. Yeah, nice wow. way to start. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't doing it. The team could have gone without me and still would have won. But... Uh, no, no, no. It was a nice experience. Um, right but on. yeah, some neat courses. And yeah, just some local ones too, like uh, Ledgeview, um, where Nick Taylor and Adam had him play. It's always a treat playing there. Track Golf Club, they always treat us so well. So, you know, thank you to them. It's a great place to be in. Yeah, a lot, a lot of great places to be in, in BC. Certainly, yes. Yes, they are spoiled with their scenery oh, and uh, everything there, but uh, not if as you good can as... you see it through the rain and clouds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good one. Good save, JR. Yeah. Uh, where are we here? We're in Winnipeg. Uh, what would uh, What would be your bucket list course? Anywhere in St. the Andrews. world. St. Andrews. Yeah. That's all I can think about this week. That's it's. I've, I've got St. Andrews on my mind. I I know a few people that's played it. It's just. I think once I played the courses out in Ireland, just being at a place with so much history, I just wanted more of that. And I think there's not a course that has more history than St. Andrews, and I, I think that would just be the greatest experience. Obviously, I think any person. My goals would love to play Augusta as well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to put more realistic expectations on this. Although I do know someone that's played Augusta, but um, yeah, Ooh. realistically, I, uh, I, um, I definitely St. Andrews. St. Andrews, and and I think we got our uh, Open Championship episode coming out tonight or tomorrow. Um, in preparation of the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews. So I, I tell my St. Andrews story. So get it there, everyone. And yeah, if you uh, haven't listened to it, even if uh, I know that this episode will have dropped by the time, you know, we'll be almost on 
right. the Sunday rounds uh, right. at, at the Open Championship. But it is worth listening to the preview show that we did with Adam Walker just for your stories there, Mike, because uh, Mike to get to play St. Andrews and he tells you all about it. All about, and I kept it fairly as brief as I could. Um, and then the one, the one quote I didn't include, Jr. is uh, Bobby Jones, and he says, "I could take out of my life everything except my experiences at St. Andrews, and I would still have a rich and full life." Wow! How about that, How Bobby about Jones? That, that Bobby Jones. Um, so that's a great answer. Go to St. Andrews. They got lots of courses. If you want to do a, a tour there, you know, they got, but I think Cornoustie is like, you know, 45 minutes away. And then uh, lots of other beautiful courses in uh, Scotland. Uh, what would be your career low round and where? 66. I got two of them, a 600 at St. B and uh, a 66 at Ledgeview, which is four under there. I'd say both uh, equally impressive since I'd say it led you as a little tougher, more undulating greens, a uh, tighter course, a lot more trouble. But um, yeah, so I got two 66s. The, the St. B one is bogey free. I, I will say too, I have a, a seven under um, 18 hole round, but there was when the back nine was closed at Chillac Golf Club and it was the front nine twice, but it is, it is known as one of the easier nines in the valley so oh, okay played, mm-hmm. played the front nine twice um and uh seven under for 18 but i, I consider uh my 66 that same beat my low round that's nice. good yeah very that's, good. That's my story good. with uh Chillac golf with the front nine though i uh i played with nick taylor last fall uh for a nine hole match i i had a great uh nine holes went four under and i lost him two down Wow. You went six under. Not bad. I was two up through two and I couldn't hold it. Um, well, that was well, like when we were playing Colwyn last night and uh, it was our best ball versus him. And what he shoot? 66? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we lost by the time we were on the back nine. So that was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We won't get into that too much. No. I, uh, yeah. He had like seven or eight birdies. And then it got <laughs> kind of dark. Dark on 18. So that was, there might've been a, yeah, we, we might not have been able to find a ball. That was probably just a <laughs> fairway. It was so dark, but, uh, the one hole we won. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We did win that hole. Um, so I'm, I'm going to get wild card here, uh, getting deep. Uh, what, what do you hold? What, what does the future hold? for for jake armstrong after university or have you not uh, you're just gonna go see where the world takes you i i'm not really a teacher i don't have anything set in stone uh my mom's side is from portugal so i want to go travel to portugal for a little bit after university to go around europe as well but really just kind of visit her hometown and just kind of see what that's like because i was i was there when i was two but obviously i won't remember that so mm-hmm. definitely want to travel to that side of the road and um i uh fortunate enough to have a job offer after graduation with EY. So it's, it's something that I'm able to do if I want, which is nice. I am not entirely sure what pro golf has in store. I might have, I might give it a year of just to see what it's like. You know, I've put in some time in the past few years. I, I would at least want it. it, it I want to leave golf and with a what if, so mm-hmm. I don't, I'd want to give it a shot, see what that lifestyle is like maybe for a year. I don't know if I really want to go, much further than that but you know give it a shot see what it's like possibly but yeah other than that really want to travel go out to 
you're up and see what that's how the road ha- has a door and yeah that's, that's my what i think will happen at least uh, that's a couple years away though see the world go to portugal go to st andrews and then you might never leave st andrews no yeah no <laughs> i i will be gone forever <laughs> i uh, uh, <laughs> mike still, still came back <laughs> i came back i'm still thinking about the next time i go there but yeah exactly um all right, our flagship question of the back nine lightning round. Jake, what is your favorite condiment? Honeydill. Honeydill, there oh, you okay. go. There you go. So here we go, guys. My roommates all came out all from BC. They don't know what honeydill is. Yeah, they don't um, have an idea. Yeah, not an idea. So, you know, having like chicken fingers or stuff like that, always make honeydill. I made it one time and after that they just keep asking for it. Nice. <laughs> you gotta you gotta sell it. Yeah. Armstrong Armstrong's honeydill. Absolutely. And my my older roommates, he sent me a snap the other day. It's like I found honeydill in the in the superstore. Super <laughs> I've never seen one before. Or are you getting honeydill shipments uh sent out to you in BC or when you come back and visit, are you uh you bring in a suitcase? <laughs> gotta make it at home. Only way to do it. Oh, really? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Oh, absolutely. Re- re- uh, reveal your your recipe. <laughs> Two thirds uh, mayo, one third honey, and a respectable amount of dill. That's absolutely. all you need. Mm. There it's you wonderful. go. All right. That's that's certainly the first recipe we've ever yeah. gotten on this show. <laughs> there we go. Making your own condiment. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's worthy of something. That's, that's ironic because I am like the furthest thing away from a cook. So <laughs> yes, Johnny got rib off of chicken fingers and honeydew. So oh yeah, John Gordon from Score Golf. He made his own uh, his own like pepper relish. Right, but he didn't give us a, a recipe. No. But uh, that's 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 awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you came upon tough times moving out to BC without any honeydew, and you you just put it <laughs> you put it together. <laughs> You know, make, making BC a better place with each honey at a time. One honey deal at a time. That's a good quote. My, my roommates love it. I, I honestly made it one time and they won't stop asking for it after that. Like we'll be making chicken fingers. So I'll be knocking my door. Army, you need to make your honey deal. Like, okay. <laughs> That's right. awesome. Oh, wow. Good well, answer. That's yeah. a great answer. Well, when we play, when you're back, maybe uh, you can make us some and we'll have a little toast. Uh, honey dill toast that uh that is awesome well we really appreciate you taking the time tonight i know you're a you sought me. after prospect here on the uh the national scene now so uh congrats all the best to you in italy um we hope you and your family have a great time play well look good and uh represent our our city and our province and our country as we know you probably can so this is great really appreciate it and you are going to get that eight inch custom dq cake when you get back from the nick and nicky group of dqs you can uh, check them out locally here. DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park, and the Food Court, DQ Neverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can also follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. As well, a huge shout out to Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204 515 3446. Well, safe travels, man. We really appreciate it again. And uh, yeah, go kick some ass out there. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on. I've loved every bit of this. But like you said, I, this time absolutely flew by. So yeah. thanks for having me on. And, you know, if, we have, if you guys want to have another episode, a little recap of, you know, World Championships or, you know, another year of university golf, I would be more than happy to hop back on. That Certainly. sounds like a great idea. 
Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I'm thanks, Have a wonderful night. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, yeah, <you're>... <laughs> <laughs> And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. A hidden gem no more. Enjoy one of the top stay-and-play packages in Manitoba at Oak Island Resort and Golf, just southwest of Brandon. Designed by one of the most prolific course architects in the country, you can enjoy over 6,600 yards of challenging and unforgettable golf amidst beautiful prairie wetlands and some of the best putting services on the planet. Once you've putted out on 18, relax in one of the four fully equipped cabins on site while your hot dog or burger cooks on the BBQ. Or if camping is your thing, you can stay at one of the nearly 400 fully serviced sites. Book today by visiting oakislandmb.ca. Des and Andrea would love to see you down there and tell them 18 over par sent you and Mike and I will buy you around. That's oakislandmb.ca to book your stay and play package now or click on the link in our pod show notes. JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pool Park in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.